This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. So, you want to know how to develop a clear marketing message. And you want to figure out the right marketing activities for your growth goals for your business. Well, if that's what you want to do, you are tuned in to the right show before I introduce my guest. Don't forget to head on over to OverwhelmSucks.com. Yes, OverwhelmSucks.com. That's my website where I can give you my brand new free guide, 10 quick ways to conquer overwhelm. They're quick ways because I know when you're overwhelmed, the last thing you want to do is read a ginormous report. 10 quick ways to conquer overwhelm at OverwhelmSucks.com. Aaron Foltz is the founder and principal strategist at Acorn Studio, a marketing consultancy for service-based professionals. She loves helping her clients overcome marketing overwhelm. Oh, I love that word. By implementing clear messaging and simple marketing plans that get results. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. I'm thrilled to be here. I, you know, we were talking for a few minutes before I hit record. And it's what's interesting is this is also a video podcast. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I want to explain something to you. If you're listening to the podcast, you can just bear with us for a second. So I was born legally blind in my left eye. And I was explaining to Aaron that my left eye is kind of like a stubborn teenager. It just does whatever it wants to do. But even though right now I'm looking at that green dot on my brand new MacBook Pro, Aaron says, it doesn't look like I'm looking right in the camera. So that's that's my life. And I just embrace it. <laughs> I just go with it. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about marketing messages. I want to talk to you about marketing in 2022. Because one of the things I first learned when I became a solopreneur way back in 2005, I came across a guy named Pat Flynn. And he says, there's three rules to success in this business as solopreneurs or entrepreneurs. Rule number one, build your email list. Rule number two, build your email list. Rule number three, build your email list. What say you? Yeah, I think Pat's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah, Pat, Pat's been around the block and he knows what's what. Yeah, so I see, especially young entrepreneurs like to hop on social media and spend all their time there. And there is, that can be really good. It can be helpful. It can uh, produce results. And you don't own that following there on the platforms that change by the hour sometimes it feels like. And yep. so e email is the way, I mean, still in 2022, the numbers show email is the way to go. Um, and in terms of increased sales, um, so building an email list, if you haven't done it already, like start today, like the best time to start was <laughs> yesterday, right? And the next best time is to start today. So well, here's uh, the way I look important. at it when it comes to email lists. Okay. If I like, I am on all the platforms, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, my favorite platform, Snapchat. Yes, I'm 57. I love Snapchat. I'm on, you know, YouTube. I'm everywhere. Okay. But like Aaron said, I don't own those platforms. When I email my list, I have a better chance that they're going to see my email than they're going to see any post I put on any social media platform. And this That's is right. what people don't understand. They're like, well, they're all free. Yeah, but everyone in the world's using them. Okay. How many people, if people give you their email address, they're really trusting you to deliver content and you have a much higher chance of them seeing it and maybe taking action. Like, I don't know, making you becoming a client of yours than from social media. 
That's right. Yeah, the, the algorithm is always changing on social, and mm-hmm. so there's really no way to know um, consistently who who is seeing your your posts. Um, you can see some engagement and those sorts of things you can certainly track, but on email, you can get granular. You could look in and see exactly who opened mm-hmm. that email, exactly what link they clicked on, and you can, if you go a little more advanced with your email um, campaigns and strategies, you can get really, really granular in terms of who you're targeting with specific messages that you are uh, clearly sending a message to a certain segment of your audience, depending on what you're selling and what you're doing. Um, but there's just far more robust possibilities with what you can do with email than you can with social. And when you think about email, like thinking about it, how do you nurture? It's that showing up. If somebody's letting you into their email inbox, that's a fairly intimate place to to mm-hmm. show up in people's lives, right? And so they have control of that in a way uh, even more than a social feed where they can un- unsubscribe at any time, but they're choosing who they're letting in. And if they're choosing to let you in to their inbox, uh, it's a fantastic opportunity to uh, for them to get to know you, for them to, um, for you to nurture them, provide value so that you can build trust that ultimately, if we're in business, the goal is to make the sale, right? And mm-hmm. so email is not going anywhere. And uh, the key with email is it needs to be valuable. If yes. you're just sending trash stuff, like nobody wants to know what you ate for breakfast <laughs> and um, nobody wants to ha- get your company's newsletter, right? Like nobody wants to know about the company picnic and you know all those sorts of things. Like you need to be solving problems for your audience in whatever content is showing up that you are you're sending to their inbox now the listener has already experienced this what did i do at the very beginning aaron i pitched my my lead magnet which gets people on my email list so you'll hear it in the middle of the show you'll hear it at the end of the show it's that important and that's why i also like the podcast because unlike social media i own the podcast and people really love podcasts because they can listen when they're walking the dog they're out on their bike ride they're out on their daily run when you're on video i mean i i love youtube but the problem is you got to be in front of the the video, in front of your screen, watching and hmm. And one of the things I do, there's two ways I approach email marketing. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. So I do all my business, most of my business is over on Kajabi. I have a membership. Mm -hmm. I have courses. My email marketing is on Kajabi. And so I send emails. So if you go to overwhelmsucks.com and you get my guide, you're on my list and you'll get a weekly email from me. But then I use HubSpot for my CRM, and I've got a lot of people who aren't on my list that I email once a month. And guess what I do? Aaron already said it. I deliver value. So the current email I'm sending out, everyone, I created a less than 60-second video because when it comes to video, shorter is better in terms of our attention span. And I said, hey, I just created a video. I think it's like seven productivity habits you're make the mistakes or something along that line. And I said, here, you can listen to it on TikTok, face, um, TikTok, LinkedIn, no, TikTok, Instagram. There's so many platforms, TikTok, Instagram, <laughs> or YouTube. And I put the links right there. And so I give them value at the end of the email says, Hey, would you like to get a free discovery call with me? Just click this link. So I lead with value. Then I offer a free call, but it's always value to your point. If you just say, buy me, hire me, buy my course, invest in this. People go, I don't even know you. You have to build the relationship. That's right. That's right. Think about 
we often in in marketing make the mistake of this like buy now, buy now, buy now, and skip over the natural stages of a mm-hmm. of a relationship. So if you think through their the natural stages of a, a relationship, first there is this we need a peak curiosity. We need somebody just like their ears to perk up and then go, oh, that sounds interesting. I think I'm I want to know more about what they offer or what they do. I think that they might can solve a problem for me. So that's that peaking curiosity. And then from there, we need to move people from just curious into enlightened. How do they learn more about really how we can solve their problems and how we can help them? And that's the nurture phase. That's where we're sending those emails, just helping them understand how we can help and solve a problem. And then there is the commitment phase. And so if you picture it as an equilateral triangle is, you know, Peaking curiosity at the top and then moving to enlightenment. They know more about you, how you, what problem you can solve. And then ultimately the goal is to get them to commitment. And really that you can go through that cycle over and over. So there can be, um, like many commitments, right? Like they're, they're clicking the link. Well, that's a commitment. It's a small one, albeit, but it is a commitment. They're, they're hopping on your email list. They've found enough value somewhere on the front end of your website, that landing page, um, selling the lead generator that they said, yeah, I can commit enough to give them my email address, right? That's a mini commitment. But you go through that, that over and over and over again, that cycle, which is follows the natural stages of a relationship. So think about it. You know, we've often heard who is going to ask somebody to marry them on their first date and how well is that going to go? Not great, usually. You know, there might be an outlier, but not great. And so if you think about it like that, how do our in-person relationships work? Um, We don't just jump right in. the moment you've met someone and go pounce for the sale, if you do, you fall in that, you know, sleazy sales mm-hmm. salesman category that everybody hates, right? And so if we can apply just the natural way that we would interact with a new acquaintance, contact person in person and apply that to our online marketing, um, it can solve some problems and it can actually help simplify thinking through what any piece of content you're putting out there, whether it's a social media post, whether it's an email, um, anything else, a blog post, anything, a podcast, what stage of the relationship are are your listeners, readers, wh- what are they in and what is the purpose of that piece of communication? Is it to move them from curiosity? Is it just to get them curious to begin with? Is it to move them from curiosity to enlightenment? Or is it to go, no, I've been nurturing these people. It's time to ask for the sale um, and, and move them from enlightened to, to asking for that commitment. And so that can be a helpful filter that sometimes the, the waters get muddied when we're creating content regardless of the platform where if we're not clear on which stage of the relationship we're asking them to move from to the next, um, th- things can can get wonky. But if we're clear, you really can see re- the results that you're going after. And not only that, but most people are going to come in under the free tier. They may sure. sign up for your email list. They may follow you on social media. They may listen to your podcast or subscribe to your YouTube channel. You have to prove to them that you can, okay, now they're curious. Okay. Or what's this Mark person about? What's this, who's this Aaron person about? Now they're starting to, okay. Okay. They're giving me value. They seem pretty nice. They haven't asked me for anything yet uh, other than my email address and maybe my attention. And so then we start providing value, value, value. Now they're becoming more enlightened. Now they start going, huh, wow, he's got these courses or she's got these courses, got this membership. 
but you, because you built that relationship, I think so many people, and I know I made this mistake when I started back in 2005, I just thought if I built it, they would come. They didn't. Okay. It doesn't happen. I, I didn't build the relationship. And sometimes it takes a long time to build a relationship. Uh, I'm a, I, I'm a member of a Grant Cardone's mem- mentorship program. And I was watching one of his videos on Cardone University recently. And he said, I've been working on a relationship with a guy for 17 years. Wow. 17 years. And I guess the guy just finally bought. It may happen in a month. It may happen in a year. It may happen in five years. But yeah. everyone, you don't know how long it's going to take that person to go through the phases of curiosity, enlightenment, and commitment. You don't know. There's no way that you can find out. You just have to keep in contact with them. That's why one of the things I do with my people are not on my list. They're not clients is I constantly email them like once a month leading with value. And what happens is value, value, value. And eventually I go like, Hmm, this is interesting. He keeps sending me this stuff. He's asked, he's giving me stuff for free. And they start going through the process, but everyone goes through it differently and you can't shortcut it. I've learned that the hard way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the interesting thing is, and this is going to vary depending on the type of business you're in, right? Like what is your, what is your offer? Um, but someone might be interested, say they get on your email list or they start, even start following you on social, which by the way, social media, here's a brief aside there. Social media should always be driving people ultimately back to your website yes. and to your to get on your list. So that is a way to think about social media is just it's a way to get followers out there and then convert them over to get them on your list. That's but, why it confuses me when people they will go out and they will get one of these trending videos, they'll get trending sounds and trending dance moves and I'm like what's the point? I mean, there's no call to action to go back to your website. So you got 50 million views on your, on your video. Good for you, but yeah, so what? nothing happened. So I, that's why I don't strive for that. I'm very consistent with my videos every day. The same video, less than 60, not the same video, but the same type of video, less than 60 seconds. You know, the captions are always the same, very consistent. And that's drawing people back to my website. Like you said, that should be the goal. You should be using social media as a tool to grow your list. That's right. Yeah. And at some point, even as you continue to nurture someone, they're on your your list for a long time. You said Grant Cardone's example. I had a client uh, that I worked with earlier this year, last year, that um, she was like, yeah, I've been on your email list for a long time and just kind of been watching what you've been doing. Mm-hmm. And it was all, the the problem had gotten to a point, like the problem I could solve for her had just had finally come to a head where she goes, now I'm ready. Uh-huh. And some, that's the case with so many, so many people is like, they may see it and it's like, you've, you've agitated the problem enough that they go, <laughs> oh, now I see, like now now the time is right. Now I am ready to make a move on that thing. And so we don't know how long it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And so if we're consistent in our communication and consistently providing value and still asking for the sale, because there will be people listening to this, Mark. It, it, people fall in different camps when it mm-hmm. comes to business. You have the folks that feel like, oh, I don't want to be too salesy. I don't, I don't want to come across too strong, <laughs> right? And so they, they, the pendulum swings all the way to like, they never clearly ask for the sale. It's mm-hmm. like, well, if I think you could do this thing, just click here. You know, it's really soft, which comes across as really weak and not confident in what you offer. Um, 
so there's people that do that. And then there's the folks that are like banging you over the head with a buy now button at every possible turn. We want to be <laughs> yep. somewhere in the middle of that. Um, and, and generally speaking, if you are feeling like, um, oh, I just don't want to be too salesy. If that is what's running through your mind, go what you feel is like a really strong ask for the sale. Because if you're afraid of being too salesy, you're not going to land in that that far camp mm-hmm. where, you, where you're just being too over the top. Um, you probably have a long way to go to be able to clearly ask for the sale and not be... Um, not be the the sleazy used car salesman, you know, stereotype that we all. Yeah, a, a lot of people, and I struggle with that too, because you get this great relationship building and you're like, okay, it's time to pop the question. And what I have learned is you just got to rip the bandage off. And when you do it enough times, then it becomes easy. But in the sure. beginning, it's like, you've got, you've got no clients and this is your first paying client. We all remember our first paying client. You're like, is now do I wait? You know, what if I let them ask? They're not going to ask you to give them an invoice. You have to ask them. And I and I think everyone, if they're honest, everyone the first sale, you're you're sweating bullets. Like the first time you kiss uh, a, a boy or a girl, you're you're like, oh, oh, I made make the mistake. It's okay. Breathe. <laughs> you're not gonna. This is not the gonna send you to Gulag or Siberia or something like that. Okay. You, you're going to, you're going to make mistakes. So just accept the fact the first time you ask for the sale, you're going to stumble. You're going to say the wrong thing, or you're going to sweat. It's okay. That's how we learn. And I, I, I remember the first time I gave someone a price and it was, I didn't do it right. And I got, I charged way too less. Right. In the future years, what I learned, I started probing a little more. I remember I got invited to speak at this conference here in, in the Galveston area here in Houston. And I'll forget, I remembered one thing I had a coach, a speaker coach said, try to find out how much their budget is. Now, if you ask people, what's your budget? Most people won't tell you. So I said, well, how much did you, you know, how much is in your budget or how much did you pay the guy last year? Right now I would have been happy with hundred bucks, right? I would because of the paid gig and they go, well, you know, we paid, you know, 2000 last time. And I'm like, well, man, I normally, I normally charge 2,500, but I'll do it for 2000. I was so <laughs> scared, Aaron. I was shaking. I'm glad it was a video call yeah. and they go, okay. I'm like, and I'm like, I couldn't wait to get off the call because I was like, my legs were twitched. I'm so excited, but I, I asked for the sale. And sometimes you just got to ask for the sale. Here's another tip I, I learned. Always send an invoice. So if you're giving away some, something for free, let's say, you come across someone in your life and they're really down into the luck. They don't have any money and you want to give them your $5,000 coaching package. Don't just give them the package. Send them the invoice with a with a 100% discount so they see. See, most people, and you know this, Aaron, most people have no frame of reference how much coaches cost, how much masterminds cost, how much courses cost, how much speakers cost. So if you don't send an invoice, you can give them a discount. Like I'm speaking, I think in September. And they can only afford $150. Well, I, I'm going to send them an invoice for my full speaker fee with a discount down to $150. So they understand that I'm not a $150 speaker. I'm a thousand, multiple thousand dollar speaker. It's yeah. little things like this. And when you do that, then you start getting confidence. And when you have confidence, it's a lot easier to ask for the sale. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that price anchoring is what you're describing, which is really important and helpful, even if you're in the early days to go, hey, this is what I, even if you go, I'm not quite there yet in terms of ready to charge. If you're as a first client or two and you go, okay, I know what I need to be charging eventually, not quite there yet. It's, it's perfect. What you described is send the invoice, help, help the, the customer client understand what full retail is on this and then go, but I'm only going to charge you this or so it's a price anchoring in their mind. Mm -hmm. So in the future, you're not shooting yourself in the foot that they're going to expect the lower price or they tell their friend and you know, whatever, (laughs) and and you end up um, having to deal with that. So that's yeah. Wise words there, Mark, for sure. Got overwhelm? Then you need to get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. This free guide will help you quickly deal with overwhelm so you can get back to making the impact you've dreamed of. Get your copy for free at overwhelmsucks.com. And it's, it's a little scary because my first my first price ever charged them was $300 for a month of coaching. And I look at that now, I'm like, what was I thinking? That's like... Right. That's like minimum wage when all the sessions they got and, but you learn. And the thing is you're going to make mistakes as you market your business, as you grow your business, as long as you learn from those mistakes and go, well, I'm never going to do that again. That's okay. But if you repeat the same mistake over and over again, that's a problem. And I just say, like Nike says, you just got to do it. You just got to ask for the sale. Maybe you just one day, like I did one day, I, I decided there's someone on my list who has been hemming and hawing about hiring me. So I just sent them an invoice for my coaching and I gave them a hundred percent discount. And the person was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I don't have any money, but I really need your help. And I'm, this is such a blessing. And what do you think they're going to tell other people? Not that they got free coaching. They're going to say that Mark did X, Y, Z. So I did that. And they're like, this is so awesome. Now in their eyes, I'm, I'm like my, my, what's I'm trying to find the term, my confidence level in their eyes also went up as well as mine. And it mm. felt pretty good to help these people. Now I'm not saying, now if you listen to the show, not giving everyone free coaching. So don't email Mark, me. Your, say, yeah, your email inbox is about to explode, friend. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. When yeah. I feel led by someone and it happens every once in a while, if you're down on your luck and you're really struggling, I, I will reach out to you. So don't send me an email begging me for free coaching. That's not how it works because people who really need help are, I find are really timid. They won't ask for help. And so I try to find those people and mm-hmm. I get more out of it than they do because when you help someone who's down on their luck, it feels really awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, certainly. It- no, go right ahead. I'm sure you got some more insights for us. Yeah. Well, I was, I'm curious, um, curious on the piece around just giving free uh, services. So here's a pushback for you. I'm just like friendly banter here. Curious your thoughts. Of course. So I have always found value in, even if it's discounting services, that anybody that I do work with has some skin in the game, right? Mm -hmm. And so at at what point do you, like, what's the filter for you where you go, that makes sense for me to offer free services because I know that they'll be bought in enough to do the work that they need to do to transform, to get to whatever the thing is uh, they're they're trying to accomplish, you're going to help them do. Uh, Curious your frame on that and how you think through that versus saying, I'm going to discount it, but they still need to have some skin in the game 
to ensure that they're they're in it, that they're going to do the work, um, and they'll value it in because they have have put something on the table. Thoughts there? Very very good question. Uh, I, when I feel led, I will you know, extend the offer. Now you've got to be on my list. We have to have some kind of relationship. I'm not just going to randomly pick someone on a DM on LinkedIn or Instagram. So we got to have the relationship. The people I have offered free coaching over the last 10 years have been people I had a strong relationship. So I knew that they were going through struggles. They never asked me for help. Okay. Yeah. When I extend the offer, when I send the invoice with a hundred percent discount, they have like three days to take advantage of it. So it's not yeah. like open-ended. You get three days. And I'm rem- I sent out recently. I decided to try an experiment. So I picked seven people. I had a, a relationship, whether it's on the email or social media or something like that. Seven people. One took advantage of it. Interesting. I'm like, I don't understand it. I mean, if Grant Cardone sent me an e- in- invite or an, uh, an invoice and he says, Hey, I want to give you $50,000 of coaching. You respond in three days. I was bound in 30 seconds. Are you kidding me? Or sure. Brendan Burchard or Tony Robbins. I mean, I would not wait. I'm just stunned by these people say, I like what you're doing. I can't afford you. Then I give hmm. them the free coaching and they're like, yeah, I'm not interested. I only give yeah. them three days. I mean, the, and, and because I do it through Kajabi, it automatically shuts it off at the three days at midnight and the third day it's gone. And if you call me and say, oh, no, I gave you three days. I'm not going to hunt you down. It was a gift to you. But when I think about it, like I said, you have to have a relationship and I got to feel good about it. So I just don't like pick someone randomly off my list. I got to feel good about it. And I may go three, four months without offering it. Then I may offer mm-hmm. two in, in a week and I may go four or five months. So it's not really like I do it like once a month and this is the way it's doing. So it's, I've got to feel led to help someone. We're just coming out of this nasty thing for the last two and a half years. Some yeah. people are still struggling. So I want to help people. But it's not it, it's not meant to get the light shining on me. So I don't know if I answered your question or not, but I hope I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just always curious. There's such different takes as I've had colleagues over the years on that. And so I'm always curious people's uh, thought process um, through through that. So fantastic. I, I love running across entrepreneurs like you, Mark, who are generous and go, I, I'm the reason I exist, the reason I do what I do really is to, yeah, it's to make a living. We all got to feed ourselves, but mm-hmm. um, it is to uh, to help help other folks and go like, how can I make somebody else help them succeed? Uh, yeah. I, my wife and I watched the show. We're, we're big fans of Apple TV plus, and there's a show called Loot on that show. And it's about <laughs> this billionaire who a billionaire man who uh, uh, behaved inappropriately and he divorced his wife who got billions of dollars too. And they go through the show and she's spending all her money. And she had a line at the end of the show. I love it. She said she wants to start giving away her billions of dollars. And she goes, you know, philanthropy, if we're not helping other people, then what's the point of all this money? And that line really stuck with me. Whatever writer mm-hmm. wrote that line is very important because you can, I don't care if you make a thousand dollars a day or 10,000 or a million dollars a day or a million dollars a minute. What's the point of making all that money? If you're not going to help people. I remember when I first heard Grant Cardone said, say, when you have a lot of money, you can help a lot of people. And I remember when hurricane Harvey came through Houston mm-hmm. a number of years ago, my wife and I were not in a, uh, we were in a side of Houston where didn't get flooded, but mm-hmm. a lot of people lost everything at 51 inches of rain in like three days or something like that. And we were not in a position to help anybody. And that's, I, I felt shame of that. And so mm-hmm. as I build my wealth, then my next door neighbor, let's say their house catches on fire, you know, and let's say their insurance doesn't pay for hotel room. 
how cool to be able to say, hey, listen, we'll pay for your hotel room. Don't worry about it. We got it. You can't do that if you don't have any money. And how do you make money? By creating value for people through courses and memberships and masterminds. Then you build your wealth. It's not just so you can have a new car, a new boat, uh, to buy a private plane, but it's to help other people. So I'm 57 years young, and the, the more I go, the, the older I get, the wiser I get. It's really true. It does happen. And you learn it all works together. So you help people and you get paid so you can help people who can't pay you. And the richest people in the world, they're very, they have a servant leadership mindset. They're always looking mm-hmm. to help people. It's not about getting more. It's about helping more. I just love that yeah. mindset. Yeah, totally agreed. You've never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul if you've never Absolutely. heard that before. You know, like we can't take it with us. <laughs> so, right. uh, yeah, how how much good can we do? How can we bless others through our work? It's life-giving uh, to do that for sure. So, so as we come to the end of our time today, I want to make sure that we got all the insights out of you that you want to share. So this is your opportunity to say, hey, yeah, I wanted to talk about this. So is there anything else on your heart that you want to share? And you're also, it's okay to say, nope, I, I gave it all to you. Yeah, sure, Mark. I appreciate that. Yeah, I would say, so let's circle back to the marketing conversation uh, for a minute. We were talking email marketing earlier. We touched on social just a bit and just how important it is to build a list. And if I'm your audience listening to that and, and have not built a list or are thinking, I have a list, but I'm not really sure what to send or what to do that, you know, that's sort of like, what do I send? Um, the first thing that I think every smart business owner should do is to clarify their marketing message. Mm. What's, what is the problem that you solve for people with whatever product or service you offer? And how can you clearly communicate that? Because it doesn't matter if you're emailing people every day. Sure, you'll get some sales at some point. But if the messaging is unclear, if it's unclear how you can help and what problem you solve, if it's unclear how somebody can work with you, if that's not clear, regardless of the platform, website, social, email, take your pick, um, then you are not going to see the results um, that you want to see. And so people skip that step a lot of times. And uh, when I work with clients, that's always the first step we do is like, let's get clear on the words we're going to say. Let's get clear on your actual marketing message. And then we can go figure out, okay, what are the marketing activities you need to be doing? Uh, you know, what platform should you be on? What approach should you be taking with your marketing? But if you're not clear, you can get all those things figured out and not be clear on the on the message. And then you go, well, what do I send? What do I say? Mm-hmm. And so being really clear on your on your marketing message, making sure that you're making your customer the hero of your messaging. You're not the hero. What we offer is not the hero. It's how can we make our, our client customers' lives better and leading with that um, is going to win uh, and doing it clearly uh, is going to win every day of the week over making our our own, you know, offer. Look at me, look at me, look how great my thing is. Um, that's going to win every day of the week uh, to, to make their customer the hero and be really, really, really clear in your messaging, whether it's website, uh, whether it's email, I- anywhere else. I love that. And the reason why I was laughing for those of you watching this on video is I have a 90 days to busting overwhelm program. And the first call is clarity because yeah. if we can't get you clear, 
nothing else matters. We have to get you clear. So I just thought it was interesting that you start with clarity as well. Now, when you join my email list, there's two things. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. I'm always mm-hmm. changing. I'm in a constant change, uh, constant state of learning. So the first thing you do is you get a, a welcome email. The welcome email mm-hmm. gives you the guide, introduces myself. I also got a, I think it was Pat Flynn that says, I read a super fan's book. He says, give them something right off the bat. So I picked my like five or six of my more popular podcast episodes and they've got a link to Apple podcasts and link to Spotify. And then I tell them how to make sure their emails show up in the right, you know, not the promotions or something like that. And I give them, and in the very end, I talk about I'm, a, I'm in love with Snapchat. And so that's my first email. And then the other Sunday emails, what I do is I have a, a little brief like message from me. Like last Sunday, I talked about how I'm absolutely head over heels in love with the Premier League, English League football, you know, that we call it soccer in the States here. Yeah, yeah. And I shared, uh, you know, how it could be two to one with 30 seconds to go in the game and the other team comes back and wham, they tie the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like, so I, the message was never give up. Then I share the episodes I released on the podcast last week. And then mm-hmm. I share, okay, here are the short videos I shared last week. And I alternate between TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, and then I, then I wrap it up. So, and at the, and the PS, I always talk about my membership mm-hmm. and I say, Hey, I go live in membership the first Friday of every month. You click here to sign up. So that's what I do every week. I'm always delivering value. Mm-hmm. I do the the opening email. I do the opening spot. I share my podcast, some of my short videos. That's something I've worked on over over several years because it used to be just here's the link to the podcast. I'm like, no, that's that's kind of in your face. So I try to like if I was having a conversation with you, I'm like, hey, oh, Aaron, you should check out these episodes. So what do you think about what I'm doing right now? Any suggestions, comments, criticisms? Yeah. I mean, I think it's strong that you're leading with value, right? Um, that you're sending, Hey, here, you know, my five most popular podcast episodes. That's fantastic because it gives people a place to start, especially when you have a lot of content, which not every business does and not every business model, you know, are different in that regard. Um, but if you have a lot of content, giving people a starting place is really helpful. Like mm-hmm. you start here, <laughs> you know, um, to, to navigate through this. Um, and I love that you are just, Allowing people to get to know you a bit, that's important for a personal brand. Now, different types of businesses, again, uh, that's not going to apply so much. A lot of the businesses I tend to work with are professional service providers. And so it's a larger team of people often. Um, they don't necessarily have that face personal brand of the company uh, is not typically who, who they are. So that's not going to make sense for um, a home service provider or those kinds of companies. But certainly for um, someone like you, absolutely makes sense. Um for them to get to know you a bit, uh, you know, the soccer reference and those sorts of things. Um, I wonder, Mark, for you, here's a suggestion is if you don't on the back of that welcome email, have a sales sequence where you're clearly outlining, you know, here's the problem that most of my, my clients are facing. Here is the solution in your product services, your membership and, you know, the courses that you offer. Um, here's the results people get as, you know, having gone through your courses or gone through, you know, worked with you in coaching. Um, 
there's, I think there's probably some opportunity there to have a sales sequence on the back end of that welcome sequence and then get back to nurture after that. You could do a five to six email sequence that's a, a sales sequence and then get back to your nurture, uh, ongoing nurture after that. Just so it gives people a real clarity of like, this is the problem that Mark can solve for me. And this is the specific product services that he has um, to solve those those issues. And here's how I get it. Um, there's there's some opportunity there, I think. I'd be curious. That, that, you know, that's a good idea. I was doing that in the beginning. I did that up mm. until about nine months ago. And I noticed yeah. that my opens and click-through rates dropped significantly yeah. after the one welcome email. So that's why I went to one welcome email. Yeah. And I just dump them into my my weekly email. I know that a lot of people do the the, <laughs> the uh, welcome sequence. But, you know, email, say number one, email number one has a high open rate and click-through rate because yeah. they get the guide. And then number two, Boom. And if I, if I did it like every day for five days, I tried every other day, I died every third day. It just, the numbers dropped off drastically after email one. That's why I'm like, well, they're not opening the emails. Why bother? So like I said, I'm in a constant state of changing when I meet people like you, I'm changing, trying things. One thing I did do, I didn't tell you on my welcome email is a portrait of me and my dog. I just happen to take it out in the backyard because Gracie's a sweet pup. And that way it lets people know I'm a dog lover. I want people to know I'm a real person. I'm not here just to get your money. And and it goes back to what we talked about the entire show. It's about building relationships. And and since like every one of my emails I send out on Sunday, because I have Snapchat, I have Bitmoji. Okay. And so I Mm -hmm. send a bit emoji. Sometimes it's some goofy or something. I want people to realize I have a sense of humor. I tell them that I'm like Tigger from Winnie the Pooh. I don't, I don't know if you know who Winnie the Pooh is. And and that's, I love life. I wake up every day excited. I want people to know that when you're getting, when you invest in me, when you invest your time, not so much, not just your money, but your time, you're not going to get someone who's a sterile doctor, a professor. I'm a real live person. I want that relationship. And the people that come into me, they're like, oh my gosh, you're amazing because I worked so hard on the relationship. I made the mistake in the beginning, making it only about the money. Once I made it about the relationship, everything changed. I'm telling yeah. you, listener, yeah. everything changes when you make it about the relationship. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be, I think that every business is different. So I love that you've tested that with your emails to see what works. And um, it could be that moving a sales sequence further down after they've engaged with you for a yeah. while, you know, then that you you trigger something like that uh, could make a lot of sense. Uh, and every business has to kind of figure it out uh, what works for you uh, and your, in your particular model. Well, I appreciate that. So I know people are going to want to know where can they go to find out more about what you're doing and a little tip of the hat here, the Steve Jobs and the dent you're putting in the universe. Yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, so my website is theacornteam.com, T-H-E-A-C-O-R-M-T-E-A-M.com. And um, I work mostly with uh, service professionals, a, a, a lot of service-based businesses, um, helping them clarify their brand message. How do they talk about what they do in a way that that people engage? And then how to apply that to their marketing collateral, whether it's a website, email, others, and I help them develop a plan uh, for that. Uh, I'm not on social nearly as much as you are, Mark, uh, or, or not as many platforms. Let's say that. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn is the, the place that that I hang out uh, if I'm on social. And it's just my name, Erin Foltz. Um, and Foltz is with an S at the end. Uh, so love to connect with you there. 
I, I love that. And people are amazed, like, you're everywhere. How much time do you spend? I'm yeah. like, you don't understand. I don't consume social media. So every yeah. day I post a less than 60 second video, which is already recorded three to four weeks ahead of time. So I just go post it in all the platforms and then I leave. So it yep. doesn't take that much time. If you have the video already done, you post. And I'd rather create podcasts, rather create email content or course content. So people go, how much you spend uh, on social media day? I'm like five minutes. I'm like, really? Yeah. The, yeah. It takes long. It t- the longest part is uploading the videos. That's the yeah. longest part. Facebook and YouTube, I can schedule it, but the other platforms have to post it. But I, I don't spend a lot of time and people are like, aren't, don't you want to check TikTok? I said, stay away from TikTok. It is a productivity <laughs> killer. So I post it and I found a trick, by the way, if you are a content creator and you're posting videos on TikTok, which you should, it's the hottest platform out there. When your video is uploading, TikTok starts playing videos. Tap the screen to pause the video until your video is uploaded and leave the platform. It is a killer. It is a is a productivity killer. I tell people, stay far away from, from TikTok. Post it for your business and your brand and your cause, but don't you scroll because TikTok is designed to suck hours out of your day. There you so go. That's Post and run. Tip. Post and run. Post and run. That's exactly what I do. I so, uh, and and I always tell people pre-record your 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 short videos. If you pre-record yeah. them, you can go into something like I use Clipscribe. There's a lot of other mm-hmm. apps out there. You can put the captions on there because 85% of people watch videos without sound on, and I make yep. my captions huge so they can read them. But they're done three four weeks ahead of time, so I don't have yep. to go. Oh my gosh, what am I going to talk about today? They're already done. And you yeah. can relieve a lot of your stress if you pre-do the work. Because what I do and what you do is evergreen. It's not like you have to do this today by 8 o'clock tonight. It, right. Evergreen. So produce the content ahead of time. Maybe one day you go, today I'm going to make a whole bunch of short videos. And you make like 14, 15 videos. You caption them all. You put them on your phone. That way you don't have to do anything for 14 days. Yep. This, these are things I learned along the way in, in life and my journey as an entrepreneur that makes my life so much easier. Yeah, batching content is very wise and very smart. 100%. And productivity is your jam. So uh, it you, is 100%. You, have, you have hacked that for sure. I love it. Aaron, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Mark Struchowski podcast. Before you go, it would mean the world to me, and I mean the world, if you would do me a quick favor. Share this episode with one person you know that needs to hear it. Because life tends to get in the way, do it right now. I'm on a mission to help as many people as I can, and you sharing this episode with someone would help me on that mission. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you again real soon.